welcome to The Rock. And thank you for downloading another episode of the Black Gold Podcast. We are live from Big C headquarters. Everybody, are we- that's what I'm talking about. Uh, that's I, I think that's a livelier crowd than at Adam Witten's Mountaineer Talk. I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to start throwing well, shade at our good friend Adam. No, Adam we wouldn't. We don't want to do that. A dub. A dub. A dub. We wouldn't want to do that. It was just last week based on Miami. That you know, less livelier crowd than you would expect. Oh, don't obviously be, don't people be so are proper. Don't be so proper. No, but today was a good day because Big C, we played a game up in Akron, Ohio, which is actually the first time we've ever played in the state of Ohio, and we win the game. Yeah, we win the game. It's always a good thing to win. A little the scary though. A little scary. Well, you we knew this going in that Akron had the ability to score at will, and we basically sat back in the zone. I think. And decided we, we just got to make sure that we tackle them. Nothing big, and I don't think we gave up too much big stuff on the defensive end. It was a little disappointing. I think there right. was some reaction on Twitter that were, "Hey, our secondary is <laughs> not good. They're giving up. They're giving up catches and this and that and the other." Well, you know what? Nobody in the G five has locked down corners on guys that are as talented as Akron's receivers are. And the best thing about this game is what our offense did. Is our offense showed up again. And our offense, honestly, again, since probably it's the first time since, what, last season? Right. I mean, how many points have we scored this season before today? Yeah, 13, <laughs> 31, 10. 10, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we scored 45 today, which is almost half our total. So that's I think that's what we're really looking for is uh, controlling the clock and, honestly, our best defense being is our offense. And we had questioned uh, a lot of the passing game and being able to uh, have quick strike scores and uh, trying to put points on the board. And we knew that this was probably going to be a shootout, although I think your prediction was 30-26? 31-26. I'm sorry. 31-26. Sorry. But, uh, so we are going to get into this. We're going to talk about what happened. And uh, if you hear sporadic uh, uh, proclamations of joy in the background, it's because... It's because it's still the first half, and Western Michigan is rowing their rowboats, apparently, on Georgia Southern <laughs> pretty heavily <laughs> right now, which uh, we're all happy to, happy to see. And uh, we're going to get into <laughs> the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel here, brought to you by the one and only Appalachian State's favorite son, Stephen Mechanic, <laughs> who uh, is uh, absolutely – oh, we just got an email from Danny Stapp, by the way. Sorry, that, that got in the Danny Stapp is always on the Gmails. He's on Gmail, that's right. But uh, Stephen Mechanic, of course, fin- uh, he's a financial advisor. If you want to look at see if you could secure your, uh, your, your future uh, maybe retirement plan so you can be Big C's neighbor uh, while we uh, plan to have a brand-new helicopter. I'm about to move anyway. So. He's about to move anyway, so <laughs> – Go go talk to Stephen Mechanic. He can help you out. Uh, 336-706-1473 is his number. Uh, Stephen.h.mechanic at nm.com. You spell his name. It's actually not mechanic like the car. It's M-A-C-H-A-N-I-C. That's mechanic. Mechanic, but it's mechanic. That's pretty cool. It works. They're good people. Stephen's a great guy, a good friend of the show. So we're going to jump right into this post-game analysis of the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel. Everybody here loves the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel. 
everybody, everybody loves the Satch, man. Everybody loves the Satch. Every. I think that's a different show for different different time. Uh, it might be. It's a it's it's a it's a podcast after dark here. So, our our first our first one actually our first one actually is from Colby Johnson. He asks, uh, "Did Pierre Banks really just say this game had more runs than a sixth grade classroom?" And I think he did. Yes, he did. I think he did say that. We heard that on the radio, and we didn't know what to think about it. But Pierre, we believe in you, and, <laughs> and we believe that. Sixth graders are not potty trained at this point. So. <laughs> I don't know what he meant by that because it, it was clever. But my personal favorite was uh, uh, cooler than a polar bear's toenail. It depends on that polar bears in the water or not. I guess. I guess that's true. That's true. But let's jump right in. Let's jump into the hashtag BGP mail satchel here. Uh, we got App State Bacon, which I'm not even. Is that related to Kevin Bacon? Do you think in any way, shape, or form? I think it's just related to pigs. Okay. <laughs> Well, we won't go further into that. But he asks, or they ask, or I think it's a group maybe. Anyway, has losing Latrell and Doug in the secondary limited what Woody can do in attempts to dial up pressure? Big C. I don't think it has anything to do with pressure. I mean, the pressure doesn't come from the safeties in the, in the corners. We don't do any of those kind of blitzes. It comes from the linebackers and, and the stunts from those uh, outside linebackers. So I'm not seeing uh, losing the, the coverage from those guys as being an issue. Well, I think uh, you talk about pressure. We've lost pressure from uh, Ronald Blair, not having Ronald Blair there. But we've, you know, really done a really good job of, of camouflaging that with Caleb, Caleb Fuller. Yep. Antonio Sims played out of his mind today. He was eating today, my friend, and as Deuce Des- Robinson used to pot. <laughs> That's right. And Desmond Reed really played well alongside. And, and Mike Weinstein did fantastic in run support when he yep. had to. They made it run the ball a lot. And if we saw Fernandez, they didn't. <laughs> we saw Fernandez in there as well, yeah. uh, spelling them. In those situations, I think we got enough pressure on them. You know, we 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 got two picks, and those two picks were direct result of pass rush. Right, right. Getting pressure on the quarterback, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think our defensive linemen have done a very very good job so far this year, making up for a very talented NFL caliber player in Ronald Blair. Our next question in the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel from our good friend Justin Fowler. He asks whether or not Jalen Moore is the new king of Northeast Ohio. This is pretty good. That's he's, pretty good. He's no LeBron James, but he's he's close. How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not a fan of LeBron and his, oh, okay. uh, and his highness, go. but uh, I'll take Jalen. Obviously, Jalen just needs the the number one carries. Absolutely, you know, for the number one back. And really? That may be it. it may be just. I'm not saying he needs the carries over Marcus Cox. Oh. I'm saying he needs the opportunity. And okay. I think that's what our offense presents is the opportunity for someone to really get after it. And it's interesting to me. What Jalen had all, what close to 40 carries a day. He, he they would have done that to him unless they thought. I want to get a stat check on that. How many carries did he have? He would have done that twice. Around here. Um, I'm we gotta right, get a, I'm we gotta actually get a check r- on that right here on it. Okay. And I will tell you that it was 39. Whoa! Big C. Coming right in there, almost exactly nailing the number of carries. So that was, I mean, a fantastic job for Jalen. He he was patient, and that was the most. We talked thing. about that. And and when you see just any guy back there, it makes you feel a lot better. I think there's a lot of doubts walking into today. Yeah, we're all a little, a little nervous. A lot of concern, and I think everybody's going to sleep better tonight. 
I know I'm going to sleep better tonight, and I don't think folks in Statesboro, Georgia, will sleep better tonight, mainly because of the gnat problem that they have in Statesboro, but also because they're losing uh, pretty pretty poorly here. They have nets for that. Dental <laughs> We're getting all sorts of uh, other reasons why you can't sleep well in Statesboro. But uh, no, so the answer from Big C is he's not the new king of Northeast Ohio, but he might be the new king of King Street. Boone, North Carolina? Just for today? Whatever you feel like. Whatever. Okay, great. Thanks for picking me up on that. Okay, and we have a... Okay, so Big C, we have our next question from Mr. Tyler Helton, a show favorite. He asks, what did you guys think about our new one five five defense today? That was a fantastic <laughs> um, ex- uh, description of a, <laughs> of a guy with, you know... Who doesn't have any idea what football is? Oh yeah. So so chef from South Park. I think exactly. Was so if, if anyone was listening and uh, to the broadcast and wasn't at the game or wasn't listening American on American Sports Network on ASN, um, he he had this uh, abbreviation or, or this description of our, our offense that our defense, excuse me, was that we used to have five linebackers, five defensive backs, and a nose tackle. <laughs> but you know we have. At any point, three to four to five guys lining up, around, lining up on the line of scrimmage. And that was something I'd never heard of before. Yeah. Um, usually what we run is called a 50 front, which is the old Buddy Ryan, uh, Chicago Bear kind of look. Uh, five on the line, you know, and, and maybe some linebackers here and there in the gaps, but who knows. But one five five, uh, that's a new one. That's Tyler, new one. thanks for noticing. Yeah, thank you very much. And we all kind of all sat around as we were watching the game looking at each other and go, did he just describe our defense as a one five five, and he did so? Uh, stellar, stellar, stellar job there. And also notice that in Akron, they need to take care of their water spots on their ceiling tiles in the press box. Needed, uh, that was that was unfortunate. They need they to were, take care of that. Uh, oh, who's this guy? I was speaking, of, speaking of the broadcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, I think that we're watching on the TV right now. It looks like the lead singer of uh, System of a Down is. <laughs> Gone bald and uh, grown a ponytail, so that's uh, that's pretty interesting for the Georgia Southern game. Which did it, it are, was, we, are we at halftime already? Are we at halftime? What's the score of the halftime? All right, Let's get back on the interstate, everybody. Ho- <laughs> Hopefully, by the time everybody listens to this, uh, we can announce a uh, Georgia Southern loss. But we move on with the hashtag BGP Mail Satchel with everybody's favorite Silent underscore Steve Silent Steve Silent Steve. Was Akron's style of offense a perfect storm against our defense? Big C. Yes, yes. That that was not something we wanted to face. I was very concerned about it going into this game as, as a team that you know, when we saw Miami the week before and they threw the ball on top of us a lot and watching Akron just – they don't really have a, a care of what you're running. I mean, if their quarterback gets tackled, that's fine. But their idea is just we're going to drop back and we're going to throw it to somebody who's open. Mm. And their quarterback's really good at that. And, and they did a good job of that today. And, and I think we knew that that was what was going to be a problem for us. I think it's going to be a problem for a lot of people. I don't think Akron is just going to start not lighting the scoreboard up. They're going to do that all season long. They're going to be ball eligible because they're going to outscore people and mm. other people's offenses are going to be up to the par with theirs. Mm. They have no intentions of their defense being good. <laughs> no, they don't. I don't think they do. And then also, if you look at some of the uh, – forget the fact that they have a lot of great athletes – on the outside, um, at, at wideout position. But their quarterback made some pretty excellent throws today as well that were really hard or impossible to defend. Don't play that guy in, a, in the football version of horse if you're <laughs> like putting buckets or garbage you know, barrels on the field because that guy can really drop him in. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a lot of a lot of great throws in places where really they were undefendable. And, and and there's a lot of cases where I saw, especially a reaction on Twitter, where we were getting some heat from our secondary, and heat. I don't think anyone in the G5 could have defended those passes. So I'm learning new things today. One, that we have a one five five defense and that there's a football version of horse. I didn't know there that. There is a football version of horse. Well, I didn't know that. It's just not while the game is being played. Well, I, I'll be sure then to never play the quarterback for – Akron in football horse. I'll be sure not to do that. We uh, and then we have another. Uh, well, we kind of have a. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback uh, Steve Griffin here on Jeremy Barnes. I don't know how that sounds uh, here on the podcast, but uh, Steve Griffin made a comment and said our defense has got to get fixed quick. Jeremy Barnes then tagged us here in the mail satchel and says what Steve said. There was even rumblings in the crowd at the end of the game about the play of our defense. Big C, is our defense in trouble? What say you? I'm, I'm not going to make any uh, uh, you know opinions about our defense being bad. We played two teams that are, are, are really good, in Tennessee and Miami. Tennessee goes 4-0 today. Uh, Akron throws the ball. And then against Old Dominion, we kept him out of the end zone. That was the main, main thing. Mm. Against a quarterback who is not really a quarterback, he was a wide receiver. <laughs> what we were talking about earlier this season is how in the quarterback position across the Sun Belt lost a lot of dudes. Mm. There's like Taylor Lamb, there's Brandon Silvers from Troy. Oh, and yeah. that's really about all the guys who are um that we had to face at least. Right. Outside of uh Linehan from Idaho who right. have uh played the position the year before. Right. So I think our defense is gonna be much better than those guys. We're, we're up, you know, this this question is gonna be moot soon because mm. we play a Georgia State offense next week that can't run the ball, won't run the ball, and just chooses to pass. And here we are. We're, we're worried about just, you know, what can we stop? I, I don't think our defense is wrong. Right. I just think their defense is getting through what we can at this point. We, yeah. we have people – we have some young guys. Mm. They've got to learn. They've got mm. to learn by actually playing mm. and giving up mistakes. Yeah, and Clifton Duck also having a good game today as well. The nice pick at the start you of the game. You don't walk onto the field as a as a freshman corner, whether you are a true freshman or a guy who enrolled in the spring and just become an awesome belt performer. You've mm. got to learn how to play those games. You have to learn how to play these receivers. Right. It and, only helps. And you end up being as cool as a polar bear's toenail in the process. Or a pack of cools. A pack of cools. <laughs> that's right, a pack of cools. That's right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's right. Pierre, and I think Pierre did a great job. We listened to a little bit of him today, so if he's listening, uh, Pierre, good job. Uh, and we have our good buddy Jeff Crum did uh, acknowledge or ask something that had to do a little bit uh, with the game today because we did play on the uh, the American Sports Network, not to be confused with the Appalachian Sports Network, <laughs> ASN. <laughs> but uh, we, he asks, what's the deal with the ASN Fun Belt contract? More noon kicks expected because this week we're playing ASN again at noon. So, here, so the whole thing is, and we'll probably talk about this in the preview show, uh, we – Thought we were going to be kicking at maybe 6 or a night game, and then we got put at 12, which, of course, is not good for footballing, according to the master tailgater himself, Big C. So what are we going to be – so as long as App State is kind of near the top and an attractive TV option, are we going to see more noon kickoffs? I really hope that we don't. It's, it's unfortunate for fans who, who buy season tickets and can't get up here. I think the biggest – issue with that really is the fact that Appalachian State's popular among right. people who watch television whether we like it whether we like it or not I mean you know you, you got one choice here you're going to either go to the game you're going to enjoy it or you're going to watch it at home that's right and, and, and that's tough I think sometimes and, and I think Doug Gillen touched on it just a little bit in uh, 
the pregame radio show, and I, I kind of caught in on the, on the back half of it, and is that he was not happy with the idea of of, right. a, of a noon kickoff, and he wanted three thirty, and actually pushed to the point so far as saying I want a night game. Right, and and Carl Benson said, "Look, y'all draw the y'all draw the eyeballs," and that's very conference USA of Carl Benson to say, and that's not what we want. We want people in seats because we want people engaged. We want people in Boone. We want people enjoying the community and everything it has to offer. Um, I really don't hope that's the trend. I hope that's just a thing for now because uh, having that continuously is not going to be good. We've, we're going to have to have some more 330 kickoffs from going going forward. Um, and this is the third game, two at noon. And I understand television is fine, but you know, at least going forward, maybe ASN won't interfere, but I guess we got to take the money where we can get it. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And you know what they say, mo money, mo problems. And I guess this is what happens when this is a mo problem. This is a mo problem. <laughs> it's a mo problem. It's a mo problem. Uh, Big C, I'm trying to pull up on our Gmail here, Danny Sapp's question, but it's not it's not coming up. And I, this is not this is a little it's a touch frustrating because he asked something about Akron. Now I can't find it. Did Danny Sapp send an email that was just blank text? No, he, no. So I got a pre, I got a preview of Danny Sapp's email. It said something about Akron. Now that I'm going to check it in our mailbox, I'm not seeing it. So that's not that's not cool. We're gonna we might have to hit Danny Sapp back up on we Tuesday. We might we might Danny. So when you listen to this, we will answer your question on Tuesday. But for whatever reason, I saw the preview of your email. But uh, oh, here it is. I got it. Where is it? That's you you know what's fantastic forward. is having dead air when someone's looking at an email while we're recording a podcast. <laughs> then fill it in. Oh, oh, we have. Hold on a second. We're so we're so we're we're live. We're live here at Big C headquarters. Here we have a question from uh, Bo Cephas. Oh, th- thank you, sir. I was quickly. Uh, this is obviously directed towards Big C, and I was wondering, after seeing the first couple of games, I was seeing what do you think our team needs to improve upon to come into the conference play and succeed big c well we touched on this just a minute ago and and people are going to say defense and i don't i don't think that's an issue really i think a lot of things that we had ills over coming into this game were maybe um kind of cured by the fact that jalen moore got first team reps all week in practice knew he's gonna be the guy more than likely just like he did probably going into idaho I mean, we know we started Terrence Upshaw last year against Idaho, but Terrence Upshaw wasn't the idea. Right. Terrence Upshaw wasn't running for a buck fifty on anybody. He hadn't done it yet. Right. So Jalen Moore is the guy that fits our offense better. I think that has a lot. It really, really helped what we have going on. And obviously, what what do you run for? What two sixty seven? Am I wrong? Am I right? Two fifty seven. I think it was. Well, 257. Two hundred on a whole lot. So <laughs> That's a whole right. lot more than Akron had on the ground. So. That really controls what we do is is how good we are in the running game and it allows us to pass. Even though our passing game wasn't beautiful today, it was better. I think we had, what, 22 completions and nine different receivers. How many uh, tight ends caught touchdowns today? Only two tight ends caught oh. touchdowns, but it wasn't all to one guy. Oh, someone predicted that last week, I think. Someone might have got it right. Oh, big C, big C. That's awesome. Uh, so I, I pulled up a bonus question from Danny Sapp. I, can't, I don't know why it's not letting me pull up the primary email, but this is good. And then we're going to do something we've never done before. Did you renew our Gmail account? I, yeah, I renewed our Gmail account. You know, all those notifications Google gives you to renew your Gmail account. 
But uh, Danny Stapp, again, this is the, it looks like a bonus question to his main question that I can't access for whatever reason. He asks, what's the coolest thing about App State color commentator Pierre Banks? Number one, sacking Chad Henney in the Michigan game. Number two, recovering the fumble against James Madison in the FCS playoffs. Number three, having 16 brothers and sisters. I don't remember hearing about that. Wow, that's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, he does have or a number four, favorite. Or number four, and this is, Danny's really listening now, referring to Scott Satterfield as Burt Bacharach <laughs> when we go for it on fourth down. Hey, we all know that Pierre's done a good job at a lot of things. Yeah. I'll, I'll say number four because – if anybody keeps it real on the radio, oh, yeah. it's Pierre Banks. Oh, he keeps and, it real. And I mean, real, real, like Durham real. <laughs> That's you right. Know, so, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Pierre. Huge fan, <laughs> and we were glad, and we were glad to have him on the show this week. And of course, anybody that brings up polar bears, cool pack of cigarettes, and uh, cool Boone December's is a fan of our books. So we're gonna do something. I'm throwing a total curveball here, and we're gonna get deers and headlights. But I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask the women of the Black and Gold Podcast who have never, ever once been part of the show just to give us an observation one time, just one time, about what they thought about today's game. Just one. Just one thought. All right. Mama, okay, uh, we're getting uh, Lady C here to give us a comment on what you thought about the game today. Spit it out. Spit out some mad rhymes here. This is all mad good. Mad rhymes. It's all good. Um, overall, I thought Taylor Lamb was much improved. Yeah. We're happy to see that. Oh, yeah. Had some good touches. Um, it was a good game. We had a great time at, uh, Big C's house. Oh, yeah. HQ. And doesn't he look so nice in his uniform? (laughs) He's such, he's such a handsome young man. And I, yes, uniform, his, his outfit. Do you, do we have another question from the audience of the female brand? You have a statement, though. We, we're, yeah. we're putting up comments. We just, we, all we need is a take here, Robin. We That's all take. we're looking for is a 20-second take. take. Okay. So, uh, my, oh, so my hope before the game was that um, our offense would really shine through, and um, I thought that this game was a confidence builder for Taylor Lamb. Um, his passing looked uh, so much more smoother, and he was making decisions quicker. Um, I felt like he really controlled the offense, getting them on the line when they needed to, especially right before the half. Um, let's see what else. And then I liked how they moved the ball around to <laughs> different uh, oh, yeah. to different um, running backs and receivers. It was nice to see Watkins. I, I didn't. I mean, that's a new, a new player. I didn't know anything about until we, now. Yeah, that's right. So he it was. Us. Yeah, it was. It was good to see some more versatility on offense today. Okay, Big C, you've been replaced. No. You've been replaced, Big C. Very nice. Good Very job. Nice. Good job trying to sell some sponsorships to. <laughs> without me, I'm telling you. I've already gotten several text messages, but uh, I won't. I won't go into that. I won't go into that. Of course, we're kidding. But uh, yeah, so I think overall, Big C, let, let's just sum up this game, which is pretty much it was a shootout like we expected. This is an Akron team that didn't have a whole lot of interest in playing defense, had the athletes and the ability to pass the game, quick strike, score fast, you know, fast and furious to coin a popular phrase. And and we were able to put up some serious points, which we haven't really seen up until now. So I think this is the kind of game that while it wasn't necessarily the, you know, the score discrepancy that we would have all liked, we would have loved 45 to nothing. But it's still a. It's a. I, I agree. It's a confidence booster going into conference play for Black Saturday in Boone this week. 
we were in control of the game, but it was still within reach pretty much the entire game. That That's the hardest thing for people to understand is that our offense was doing what it needed to do on the ground, hmm. doing just enough in the air. Um, and, it, and we're here where we are right now, and we're so happy because if you'd have told us, you know, five weeks ago, what are we going to do, you know, in non-conference play, if someone told you we're going to be two and two, you'd say, okay, fine. I mean, it's, that's about right. Hmm. But the journey that we got to get here, giving Tennessee the business, right, uh, and then getting the business back from Ron Cherry, the ASCC official in Miami. That's right. Uh, <laughs> just, the, just the way it, it played out it wasn't fun, but we, we've, we've passed the first step. Yeah. A third of the season is down, and now it's time to hit. I'm, I'm not going to call it a gauntlet because it's not really a gauntlet. It's just we got eight Sunbelt games against teams that we should be favored against. Week in and week out. Mm. And are we ready or are we there? And that's the most important question is, is do we go in next week against Georgia State and, and do what we're supposed to do? Well, I feel better about going to Georgia State after this game compared to last week. That's me personally. I feel, I feel confident going to Black Saturday, I guess. Hope you do too. Well, yeah. Anytime you come off a win, it's, it's fantastic. You know, coming into this, I was thinking back to when was the last time we had lost a G5 game on the road outside of conference play. And that mm. was, that's a long time ago. Right. Wasn't it? It yep. was 2014, right? Southern Miss, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yep. Yep. It's correct. T- take away Georgia Southern. Yep. You know? That's correct. It's correct. Um, so it's flexing our muscles a little bit against our, our peers, as Doug Gillen would like to comment about. That's right. That's it's, right. It's showing, showing the bowl committee guys, hey, look, whether people come to our house or whether we go to their house, we're going to give them what it takes. Also want to make a comment. Darrington Evans looks very good. No one likes tackling that dude. <laughs> That's right. No, he, he looked really good. So when we were questioning that we might be thin at running back with Marcus Cox down, well, Josh Boyd came back. I don't think he got any touches. But now with Jalen Moore coming back to old, looks like old form, and then Darrington Evans looks very solid. So we got a lot of talent. At running back, certainly. My confidence is kind of restored there as well. I, I agree. We we weren't sure what we were going to get into, um, especially with the way Jalen was playing early in the season. Showed flashes last week. Probably wasn't getting what I would call number one quarterback running plays or number one running back running plays. Right. He wasn't getting the, the juice. The so juice. So he got the juice this week. He got That's the right. plays that, that gained the yards. And made people miss. Uh, two of his touchdown runs were – very very long and untouched so i mean right. can't be more happier right more yeah. happier more specialer more happier all across the board really excited well hey everybody's been a great crowd tonight at big c's headquarters it's been great we're thankful yeah absolutely we'll see you at the rock on saturday black saturday take it easy everybody